This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning at Business and Life podcast, where business leaders share their insights. It is six questions in seven minutes because successful business leaders are busy and rarely have more time to spare. So let's get to it. Question number one, in a few sentences, please tell me who you are and what you do. My name is Sam Cook. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Sanity Desk, which is a uh, all-in-one software platform that helps experts, authors, uh, solopreneurs uh, build, grow, and manage their business all in one place. And uh, yeah, and I, I'm also the founder of James Cook Media, which is a media company that also helps experts and authors market themselves. So that's my business career. Sam, it's great to have you on the show. Question number two, what's the best thing about working in your industry? The thing I love about technology is uh, in the world of technology, you have uh, limitless um, potential uh, in terms of what you can imagine and build is, is really bound by your imagination. If, if you think about software development is like real estate, but digital. Um, and the constraint in the physical world of real estate is there's only so much land. Uh, there's no such constraints in the software industry. So um, what you can construct is really just bounded by, uh, you know, what you can literally come up with as a, as a, as a developer, as, as a business owner, product owner, and your engineers uh, matched with what people want, right? So obviously you're bounded by the market. Um, which is the, the true constraint of, of software is the, the people rather than the, than the land out there that is in physical development. But I like to think of software development, product development as real estate online. And um, there, there's just a great um, uh, creativity mixed with science. So the art and science of software development is what I love about no, it's a great description, and I love the uh, metaphor between uh, uh, the software development and uh, the real estate market. So that was a great description. Thank you. Question number three, I have a fictitious book with all the answers for business. What chapter would you think most companies should read? So all the answers for business, um, I would say uh, I would start with the last chapter. Um, which is a summary of everything uh, that you should have learned in the book. Um, and for me, I, one of the things about business is um, you can go get an MBA in business, uh, but, but ultimately um, experience is everything. And, and as a business owner, you can read a book, you can read a course on business, but at the end of the day, um, it all comes down to uh, your experience. Uh, I, I didn't study business and I, I have no business uh, according to my educational pedigree of running a tech startup. I didn't study engineering. I didn't study business uh, at school. I was a history teacher. But uh, what I've learned through the process of running a business is uh, it's all about experience and you're always going to have imposter syndrome. You're always going to feel like you don't belong, that you're not ready. Um, but the best book you can get really is mentors and getting people who've been there before, who've lived the journey that you're on and, and listening to them. Uh, I love books. I love to read books. Uh, I'm a big fan of books as a history major, but ultimately the best book is your own experience, your own. Uh, if I would have known then what I know now, I never would have done what I've done. Uh, mm -hmm. If I would have known the financial reality, the risks, the pain, uh, 
never would have started. Uh, and there's, there's a certain quality to your naivete as a business owner that is, that is beautiful. And uh, never let anyone tell you that something can't be done. Uh, find mentors who believe in you and get the advice you need. And uh, the books, I don't think, are that important, actually. Mm, that's so well put. Thank you so much. And question number four, which likely falls into what you just answered, other than the generic work harder, have a great attitude and care for customers, what advice or insight would you give to other business leaders? Um, really, what I've found in business is, uh, I think it goes to the, the point that I made before is um, understanding that you're never going to be right. Uh, you never have all the answers um, is critical. And there's a certain humility uh, to great leadership that I've observed in my career as an army officer uh, and as a business owner is understanding the limits of what you know about your market, about your customers, about the technology that you're dealing with. And uh, I think the hardest thing for a business owner to come to terms with at the beginning is the limits of um, what they can achieve uh, and becoming comfortable with never having the right answer, but always looking for better answers. And once you are okay with the fact that you're never going to have all the answers, you're never going to have a perfect product, you're never going to have the perfect team, you're never going to have the perfect balance sheet, the perfect leadership style, um, there's, a, there's a certain liberation in uh, getting rid of your need to be perfect. Uh, because if you're a perfectionist as a business owner, you're not going to last. Uh, you have to be uh, always okay with being wrong because uh, the market is the ultimate uh, uh, humility uh, check um, and, and always being open to, to learning from your team, from the customers, from investors, from board members, and, and everyone that you never thought you could learn anything from uh, is going to be your best teacher. So uh, I think humility as a business leader is the most important quality, which is hard because to go into business, you have to be a bit bold and pigheaded and stubborn and stupid at the same time. Uh, so uh, confident humility. <laughs> I like that confident humility. It's perfectly said. Question number five, other than what other uh, business leader like yourself, would you like to acknowledge and invite to be on my podcast? Well, I would say that, um, you know, one of the, the best, um, the best people that I've learned from recently is a board member. Uh, his name is Tony Orlando. Uh, he would be a fan fantastic guest. And the reason I, I named Tony is Tony um, was considering investing in my, in my company. And uh, I decided to, at the advice of one of my investors, invite him onto our board, uh, even though he had not yet invested in my company and still hasn't. Uh, but, but plans to, um, creating a board with Tony, uh, who, who has a lot of experience as a board member who really sold me or opened my eyes to the value of a board, uh, was fantastic. And, um, as a business owner, your, your dream is to not have a boss, but ultimately, as you mature and you run a startup, you raise money, uh, investors rightly demand that you have some accountability, which the board provides. And I would say that 
even if you are not considering raising money, you never want to have investors that, that a lot of business owners would benefit from forming a board of directors. I'm forming a board of directors for my media company, even though I don't want investors there, just because I believe that what Tony showed me about the power of a good board, a good mentor who's holding you accountable as a business owner, you as a business owner, answer to your board. Now, of course, if you're the majority shareholder, you can fire and, and reshape your board as you like, but still having a board that, that is accountable, that you're accountable to, I think is one of the best lessons I've learned recently raising money as a tech startup founder. And I think Tony's a fantastic person for the audience to hear from about the power of a board uh, leadership mentorship that is way more valuable than any investor could be uh, for their money is, is the advice that you get. Save me whole, so many mistakes, uh, wrong paths already. And I, and I think I couldn't recommend a, a better guest to educate your audience on something maybe a lot of business owners haven't considered, which is the power of a board. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I'll reach out to Tony. I really appreciate that referral. And our final question, question number six, please tell me about your first job. So my first job was, I was a bus boy at a pizza joint in Lake Charles, Louisiana called Mr. Gaddy's. I was 16 years old. I quit the sports team. Uh, I, was, I was a football player and baseball player my freshman year. Quit my sporting career and took up a job uh, my sophomore and junior year of college. And it was, it was at Mr. Gaddy's. And I remember uh, cleaning tables and our closing duties were to clean the bathroom and to, to clean the dining room and, and, and the, the back office that no customers would even see. And I remember taking a perverse pride in um, making everything as good as I could make it from a cleanliness perspective to the point where it was way past the standards that were expected of my boss. Not because I thought the boss would even check or care, but because it was just, uh, it was just a personal challenge, and it was this whole um, process of always being better and this this constant improvement. And, and, and the thing I have always loved about all of my jobs, and I think everyone gets something from a job, is something that continually challenges them, where you have intrinsic pride in your work, and you don't need extrinsic acknowledgement, um, you know, validation from your your boss and being able to find your own little island of um, Zen or uh, you know uh, constant improvement or um, personal development in a job that wasn't something I wanted to do the rest of my life cleaning uh, was a great lesson early on and I, I definitely took that to the army uh, where I went to West Point and, and became a cadet there and then graduated and became an army officer. My, my first real career was the military. I started at 18 as a cadet. But my first job where I got paid money um, was actually at Mr. Gaddy's. And, and I think it really set me up. It certainly was humbling, um, but also taught me the value of hard work on things that no one really cared about, uh, which was uh, you know, keeping the restaurant clean and you know, doing my job. So that was a lot of fun and something uh, I think I'll always draw from. That's a great story. Thank you so much. And Sam, thank you so much for being on the show. How could people find you? Well, there's two ways. Uh, if you uh, are a business owner and would like to get help 
setting up your entire website, your marketing automation, your uh, support desk, all in one place. You can go to sanitydesk.com. Uh, you can sign up for a free trial of our software and get a free website consultation from me or a member of my team. To actually spend an hour uh, or three hours with me if you go through the whole process of setting up your business online with our software. And then the other place you can go is, is jamescookmedia.com. It's a, it's a company named after my little brother who passed away, who is a, was a true Renaissance man, loved books, loved knowledge. And that's where I started my business career as, a, as an agency owner, helping small business owners grow their business online. And I was particularly passionate about, and still am, and that agency still exists to help authors, experts, podcast hosts like you, uh, Pete, and others uh, build, manage, and grow their uh, business on one place, one software platform that I always wish would have existed, which never did for me or my clients, but now does in San Diego. That's the software that James Cook Media built and then spun off into a tech startup, which is now has... Uh, seven, eight, seven, seven angel investors and uh, growing quite quickly sanity desk. So uh, those are two websites, jamescoopmedia.com where you can sign up for free training on storytelling and sanitydesk.com where you can have a free trial with a member of my team to help you set up your entire business in one place online. Wonderful. This is Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning a Business and Life podcast. For more insights and ideas, please go to LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, or iTunes and search for the Winning a Business and Life podcast. Thanks for listening. The Jim Stroud Podcast explores the discoveries and trends forming the future of our lives. Brain-to-brain communication, robot bosses, microchip implants for workers, and artificial intelligence replacing human workers are all happening now. If you want to know what's happening next, subscribe now to the Jim Stroud Podcast.